Welcome to Who Signed Up For This? I am Sabrina. And I'm Angelica. Together, we will discuss topics on being a military spouse. And all the adventures that bring us together. So today we're going to talk about blending our families. I have some experience on this. I do also. (laughs) Yeah, we have a large family. We've brought a bunch of kids into this lifestyle. (laughs) Whether they liked it or not. (laughs) Fact. Yes. So I think our last episode we spoke about you having four kids, right? Mm -hmm. And then I have four as well. I have two bonus daughters that are my husband's and then my daughter from my previous relationship. And then Sophia is our daughter together, me and Kevin. We have a little bit of everything and you have. So I have my oldest daughters from a previous relationship. And then I have two other children by another previous relationship. And then I have my bonus son, which is my little one. He's 14, 15 years old. Ooh, that sounds sad. <laughs> I don't even know. But no, he is my husband's biological. So he's my bonus kid. Me and my husband now, we don't have any children together. But we raised his biological son since he was like three years old. So he's always been like my kid. Yeah, <laughs> having bonus children. That's an adventure in itself. It's very challenging. Mm -hmm. I remember when they were younger, it was, he had two daughters. So that was rough. How old were they when y'all first got together? So his oldest was a teenager. I know that she was going into high school. So whatever Mm -hmm. age that is. And then his middle one or his youngest at the time she was still in elementary school. I think she's like a year older than Isabel, which is my daughter. And I want to say she's 20 and Isabel's 19. They were little. They were elementary and middle to high school. But it didn't really work out for us. So they were used to daddy being away. They really didn't have a lot of structure in their life. They did have their grandparents and He went to Korea and basically gave his parents custody for a while. They were the ones taking care of them while he was gone. And so they're grandparents, you know, they're not biological parents. They let Mm -hmm. them get away with a lot of things and they're older. I would imagine that it was rough on them. And I feel like when families are (laughs) blended, I don't mean to cut you off, but when families are blended, I feel like when they're... In the beginning of relationships and marriages or whatever, the older the stepchild is, I'm not going to say the more rebellious that they can be, mm-hmm. but they're kind of already set in their ways. Like, who's this new person, my dad's dating, you know, things like that. And then plus they're going through their own thing because mm-hmm. they're in middle school, they're in yeah. high school. So, so yeah, I think that when you're a blended family, for sure, I think age of the kids has a lot to do with it. Because once they're already teenagers, preteens and teenagers, they're kind of like, who are you? So, mm -hmm. yes, the way we met was he was deployed. Because I told you last episode, I had met him the day he was deploying. (laughs) So 
while he was away, I went to his daughter's basketball game. And that's the first time I met them. I met them. I met his parents. And I, it was just me and Isabel. We just drove. It was about two hours from where we lived in Florida to where his family lived and the girls were at. And I was just like, if we're going to be in a relationship, then I think it'd be good to meet everybody before he gets back. Mm-hmm. I went and then we had dinner and we hit it off. It was nice. How did your kids adjust? So when we first got together, my oldest, the one that's 24 now, she's in the military. She never lived with me. So she always lived with her father. So when we started our relationship, I had my daughter that was, I want to say she was six. And then I had my son that was maybe 10 at the time. So he was a little older. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then he had the youngest, which was three at the time, I want to say. For his three-year-old and my six-year-old, I think the adjustment was easier on them than it was for my Mm -hmm. 10-year-old because he was just more kind of like, I said, I'm not going to say rebellious because he's very respectful, but he was just kind of like, who's this guy? He kind of knew something was changing and, you know, kids really don't like change. Yeah. So I think for him, he probably struggled with it more than the other two because the other two were still really yeah. young. Same with Isabel. She was about eight years old. So she was young. And now Isabel was always a only child. So she thought it was great that now she was going to have two sisters, two older mm. sisters to play with and to be around and have company because I would imagine that being an only child would be a little bit boring for her for eight years. But they were very jealous because she was very spoiled. (laughs) And the lifestyle that she had been used to and the lifestyle that the other two were not used to, it was totally different. Um, Being Mm -hmm. from the north and having a different mind frame and then them being from the south, it was just very different upbringing. Me being from New York, their dad being from Alabama, that's two different worlds. <laughs> you know, so the way their grandmother treated them was a lot differently than the way my mom treated Isabel. So they were very jealous. I don't know what changed or if it ever changed because they're older now, but she was just happy to have a bigger family. And then Mm -hmm. we end up being pregnant and having Sophia, which his oldest hated the idea. She was so jealous. She was like, well, I'm always going to be daddy's little girl or some. So she said some comment like that. And I was like, well, what does that mean? I mean, that's going to be a new baby. So, you know, she's going to be the baby. And she never, you could always tell that she just wasn't happy about it. And then um, the two younger girls, Samantha and, and Isabel, they both were excited for a baby. Like you said, I think it has to do a lot with the age mm-hmm. and change. Yeah. Uh, For us, I guess in the beginning of our relationship, the thing I struggled with the most Mm -hmm. is now having a husband Mm -hmm. that's going to discipline the kids. So I raised my kids alone as a single parent before I met my husband. Mm -hmm. So for me, the biggest change came when it was him telling them, hey, y'all need to go take baths. Y'all need to do your schoolwork. Y'all need to do this. Y'all need to do that. And I'm going like, well, hold on, because that's not how we usually do it. So I guess that was our biggest struggle. Now the dynamics have all changed. And then there was one thing that he would always say that used to annoy me so bad. He would say, my son, my son, my son. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
okay, I don't like that you say your son. Obviously, all of us know that is your son, yeah. right? But he would say, well, my son this, my son that. And in the beginning of our relationship, that used to irk my nerves so bad because I felt like those little comments like that, all they, they were just, oh, that's my son. You know what I mean? It kind of divided everyone because now my daughter is hearing him say my son. Mm-hmm. I was not going, oh, yeah. that's my daughter because that's kind of like dividing everything. In the beginning of our marriage, that right there. And I always told him, when you say things like that, worse, we all know that's your son. But I feel like that puts a, a divider in saying, that's my son, you're not my daughter, or you're not my son, this is my son. To me, I struggled a lot with that because I said, well, if we're going to be one family and one blended family, then there needs to be no title. We all know that's your son. Why are you putting titles on that? Yeah. So that's what I struggled with in the beginning of our relationship is the whole putting titles on things. We all know that's your kid. Okay. Who cares? We're all one big blended family. (laughs) I'm over it now. Cause like I said, we've raised his son, um, my stepson together since he was three. Now everything's fine. And now he's, you said 14. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it took a while for him to not saying things like that. Cause I guess he didn't see the big picture. It was just like, okay, that's my son. But of course it's your son, but that still puts like a divider. If when you're putting titles on things, you know, makes the other kids feel like, well, why do you have to say that? Or it made me feel like, well, why do you got to say it like that? But those were our biggest struggles. I remember our, I believe it been our first Christmas together. It was the very first experience we had together as a family and it wasn't a good one. It was not good. When we're doing our own thing with our own kids, we don't realize that other people do things differently. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was always used to having Isabel just go first and open all her gifts she was the only kid so I didn't have to wait for another kid or experience having all of the kids open this stuff together so we're like okay so how are we gonna open gifts and it was very dumb it was a stupid fight but it was just very frustrating because it's our first time all together you've had two kids I only have one so I don't know how to manage that so yeah we got into a fight because I was like well let's them open everything individually and just wait and then he's like well they're just gonna sit here and wait and watch everybody else open until somebody's done and I'm like yeah and he's like no (laughs) so so we went back and forth I guess they opened everything together and you miss out on and seeing their faces on certain things that you wanted to catch their reaction for when they open it because you take all this time buying all these gifts spending all this money on what they want and then it's over within like yeah. seconds <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I think getting used to more than one for me was a challenge at first going from one to three and then really fast to four <laughs> was a lot But then it went back down to three because his oldest didn't want to stay. She chose to go back to her grandparents' house. She didn't like the rules. I felt she didn't want to share her attention with anybody. She wanted to be like an only child kind of thing and went back to her grandparents because that is their first grandchild. Mm. So they treated her as such. That was their baby. Mm -hmm. So they would spoil her. And then she went over to my in-laws and she was talking a lot of stuff about me negatively. So that put a wedge in between the relationship of my mother-in-law, my father-in-law and me because she went over and she was saying how I would fight with her she went to the extreme to tell them that we got into a fight and that she hit me over the head with a frying pan 
Oh, <laughs> I want to say it was her sister that told me that. I said, well, if that would have happened, then she would have a scar to show <laughs> that we actually fought because mm -hmm. she would not have survived that fight. You know, like mm -hmm. it would have gotten really <laughs> ugly. So. So for a long time, I think that his sister and his parents thought that I was mean to this child. And I was this like, never. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were stationed at Fort Stewart in Georgia. And so she went back to Florida. Samantha stayed with us. And then we had Isabel. And then Sophia came around. And everything was fine. We went through school. First, we lived off post because we weren't married. And then we got married and we got a house on post. We lived there for a little while. And it was just traveling back and forth and everything with the kids. It was an adjustment because now I had to make sure that everybody was in school. And oh my goodness, I hated going to so many different open houses and parent-teacher conferences and all this stuff. And it was only maybe as Kevin would go on a lot of field exercises and deploy so they would ask me things that I didn't know did you experience that with your bonus child stuff that you didn't know what do you mean that didn't know like about like medical you? stuff but no, he was little no. so Tylen was three and I mean at that time his biological mom I'm not gonna say she wanted nothing to do with him but that's kind of the feeling that I got she was young but we didn't have to fight her when they went to court literally she petitioned signed everything she never one time showed up to court, anything. With him, he was always our kid. We didn't have to fight for time. We didn't have to fight for custody. We didn't have to fight for nothing because she was just willing just to be that absent parent, Yeah. right? I mean, now things have changed, but back then I, I took him to daycare, school, medical appointments, meet the teacher, everything. I was his mom, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't, we didn't have to share anything with her because she didn't want, she didn't want yeah. that. So no, he was just young. He was three. So there was nothing that I didn't know that I couldn't, I guess, handle or I couldn't figure well, out. Or Kevin came from one of his appointments and when he got here, he ended up just having a home with a family. He left. He was in the barracks. When he came back, he had a house, <laughs> a four bedroom house with <laughs> kids. Yeah. And me. And so the whole full family, he left, he had nobody. And then he came back and mm -hmm. we were there. So I really didn't, I mean, I don't think anybody thinks to ask these kind of questions, but just medical questions. What does the kid have any struggle? Not to judge them, of course, but to figure out, okay, what am I walking into? I didn't know anything. And it was, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was very challenging. I have these two bonus kids and then his youngest at the time before Sophia came around, she didn't do well in school and she never stayed still. She was all over the place. We would sit down and as a family and try to watch cartoons or a movie or the other two were just fine sitting there and watching the movie. You know, she would be bouncing off the couches doing flips running around and doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, what's wrong with her? <laughs> I wasn't experienced yeah. with a child like that. So I had to learn that there was something more going on with her. And it wasn't only she couldn't control herself. It was that she had ADHD. She was very hyper and just couldn't stay still. There was times where I'm doing laundry. I asked, where are your underwear? Where are all your clothing? And she's like, what do you mean? They're in the dirty laundry basket. 
And like, I noticed that there were no underwear, maybe one. And I said, when you take a shower, do you change your underwear? And she's like, no. Wait, what? I had to teach them like, okay, so every time you go and shower, that's refreshing, cleaning your body. You can need clean clothing. Everything has to be clean socks pants or shorts or whatever you're wearing pajamas or an outfit clean underwear that's important you it, it defeats the whole purpose of taking a shower and putting on dirty laundry so from mm-hmm. then on that got better you know their hygiene got better she didn't know how to tie her shoes uh isabel was eight so she must have been like nine or ten and she didn't know how to tie her shoes and so there was a lot of things where she was behind their mom was in their lives when they were young, very young. And then Kevin got custody of them because she chose the life of drugs and doing her own thing. So she paid Kevin <laughs> to take them. Like he was like, I just, I'll give you this amount of money and I'll just take the girls. I'll have full custody. And she, she was fine with it. She never fought him for it or anything like that. And never was in their lives until they got older. In comes me and he's like okay now I have a new wife (laughs) you have a new mom and it was it was very hard Mm -hmm. um I think so another big struggle would be when we first got together I know people look at different things okay like my husband Danny my struggles as a blended family weren't his struggles right so this is kind of my this is my story you know what I'm saying like if you ask him he'll be like that's just petty, or I don't agree with that. Or His mom and dad were very accepting of my kids. You know, we would go up there for Christmas and stuff like that at Colorado, and they would buy all the kids um, Christmas gifts, right? So his mom and dad have always accepted me and my kids. Same thing with my mom, my dad. Like, they've always asked for Thailand, how's he doing? You know, call, hey, love y'all. My mom and them, they're not big gift givers. Even if they do, they're not just going to buy Eliza and Nathan a gift or my oldest Destiny a gift they're going to buy all mm-hmm. the gifts if they do do gifts because you know they're poor and like yeah. I said they're not big gift givers I think I struggled mm-hmm. more with his family and the acceptance of them I guess they make me feel like my kids weren't his yeah. kids and I mean biologically they're not I feel like my husband has, we've been married for what, 11, 12 years, and he has really stepped up to the plate to help Mm -hmm. me raise these kids. Not only does he provide for them, but he shelters them, he feeds them, he, when they need Mm -hmm. something, he's there. He's by, yeah, I get it. He's biologically not their father. You know what I'm saying? But does he do what a father Mm -hmm. needs to do? Yes, he's always done that. So I guess my biggest struggle was always with his family, Mm -hmm. like his aunts, his cousins. So I have noticed that this is last year, right? So I've noticed, oh, I've noticed period that if I post a picture of his son, okay, my stepson, all the family member will go hearted. Oh my God, he looks like baby Drake. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but let me post a picture of my other kids, my other two, mm-hmm. and they don't like it. They don't comment on it, nothing. And I've noticed that over mm-hmm. the years. I mean, it's gotten gradually a little better now. It, it was so obvious yeah. that I was like, okay, they're not liking any of my Facebook statuses or whatever. Oh, but let me go ahead. And I did a test before just being petty. I said, let me post (laughs) my son. Let me post Thailand, right? And girl, I had so many likes and hearts on it and comments. And I was just like, that's disgusting. About last year sometime, his family had a big old, I guess, cookout. A big cookout. Your cat's behind you. (laughs) A big cookout. And they were Mm -hmm. like, hey, let's take pictures, right? 
okay, Danny, mm -hmm. come over here. Tylen, come on, we're taking pictures. And my daughter was sitting next to me and she just didn't move. She, she was not invited to take a picture until one of his mm -hmm. aunts was like, hey, Miha, come on, come over here and take a picture too. You know, go over there. But the younger generation, his cousins and his, well, I don't mm -hmm. even know if they're his, his aunts, they didn't invite her. They didn't invite her to go take mm. a picture. But they, they had made it a point to say, come on, baby Danny, come on, Thailand, come take a picture. And I was sitting there like, baby Danny, that's what they call him. That's what his family calls him. And I was standing, oh sitting there like, okay, this is fucking awkward because they didn't even invite mm. my daughter. His other aunt, mm. which she already, she passed away this year. She's the one that said, Miha, come on, get over there with the family. Y'all wait, hold on. There's other kids coming. And I'm like, why does it have to take someone else to notice? You know what I'm saying? That you're yeah. over here leaving these kids out. Them being his biological kid or not, shouldn't have to do any. It, it, it's not, it's yeah. nasty, right? But a lot sure. of times people will say I'm petty because I felt that way. But I feel like to me, that's just, it's ugly. If you're a blended family and you're bringing these kids into these families, these kids didn't ask for the situation. They should be, hey, those are Danny's kids, regardless if they're his biological kids or not. Those are still his kids because he raises them. He does everything for them. He does yeah. more for the kids than their biological father does for them. That right there hurts me to the core. But that's my biggest thing. We celebrated my daughter's 24th birthday. And I I did I noticed, but I didn't want to notice <laughs> that our families mm -hmm. were divided. So my family mm -hmm. and everything were on the side of the house. And his family was on my porch. And when his aunt came in, she's like, hey, Miha. I was like, hey. And she's like, why are the families divided? And I was like, I, I don't mm -hmm. know. And then when we all got up to sing happy birthday, literally just one of his cousins went over there and sung happy birthday. The other ones didn't move their fat asses from right here, from my porch. Oh my and God. Yes, I, I promise I can't make oh, this wow. stuff up. So he was like, well, baby, it's probably because we have the TV right there looking at the, the football games and the fan was right there. And I was like, look, I get it, but we're here to celebrate. When I send the invitations out, mm -hmm. it was like, hey, come celebrate Destiny's 24th birthday. We're going fiesta theme. You know what I'm saying? It was a celebration yeah. of her, but it was also a celebration of Danny being home. I was like, hey, everyone, mm -hmm. come on, let's sing happy birthday. And only one of his family members moved. And I was thinking like. It's funny you say that because we'll get into more of the extended family and stuff in our next episode. But I oh, did you saw the pictures. pictures. <laughs> And it wasn't like, oh, happy birthday celebration. It was a uh, welcome home. And I was like, wait. <laughs> yes. Did you I was see like, wait. Oh, you must have wait, seen the video. That? I well, did. I like, did. I saw. birthday. Uh, this is Danny's welcome home party. <laughs> Someone in the background said that. Okay, so you must have saw. Now, you being, don't, you have never, we haven't even talked about this. You're just someone in the outside no. looking in. Okay. And mm -hmm. you bring that up. See, I wasn't going to bring that up, but you saw that. <laughs> You're an outsider looking in. And I saw the video that was posted also. And I was like, who was that in the background? I don't know if it was somebody in the background. I don't know if it was his cousin that was right there. Nick. I don't know. So I was just like, okay, like that is weird. And it's funny that you say that because you're an outsider looking in and you saw the dividend yeah. in, in the dynamics that we had. To me, that's really sad. Yeah. Numerous people of his family had said, well, why isn't Danny getting a welcome home party? I said, um, well, first of all, Danny doesn't like it to be about him. He complained that I got him a red, white, and blue balloon. <laughs> 
So Danny does not yeah, want. He's in like the, the attention. The, he don't like the attention like mm-hmm. that on him. But regardless, what does it matter who we're here to celebrate? Can we stop making these low blows? I try to be a better person. Right. And I'm like, okay, don't be petty. Don't say nothing. Just shut your mouth. Maybe that's why people don't like you because you're just so right. You're just so out there with what I say sometimes. So I've been trying to work Mm -hmm. on me. This is my home. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like I felt disrespected Mm -hmm. here in my own home. So, you know, Danny was like, well, babes, because we have the TV right here looking at football. And, you know, the fan was right here. And I was like, well, hold on, because everyone else was on the side of the house. There was shade. There was two fans on the side of the house. There was light on the side of the house and everything. Not one of your family members even made their way to the side of the house to go mingle with nobody. Yeah. And it was not only my family. I had a few friends there. She had a few of her friends there that they didn't know a single soul there. I don't know what makes them feel so special. Why would you want to just divide yourself? I don't get Mm, it. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny that you saw that video. <laughs> I did. But I guess that's what, being a blended family, that's what I struggle with the most is his family. Yeah. His family always making kids. me and my kids feel like we're not accepted. The outsiders. Right. Like we're the outsiders. Mm-hmm. It's sad because I went to school with some of his family, like high school, you know? So the kids have to notice. The They're kids older. Notice. They have to. Well, no, no, I'm when they were younger, before. This time, probably no. they did notice as far as, like, when they were younger, with oh, gift-giving yeah. or yeah. being an outcast. No, it came up one They never said anything? We had went to his grandmother's house for Christmas one year. This was years ago. And Tylan had got a lot of gifts. Mm-hmm. Eliza, she was still really young. <clears throat> and she was like, I only got one gift. Why right. did Tylan get 10 gifts? And I'm just like... It is what it is. Oh, wow. And I always try to tell my kids, be blessed. They didn't have to give it to you. So just be blessed for what you were given. Because yeah. you know, those are not your parents. They don't have to give you a gift. There was one Christmas that, yes, mm-hmm. my daughter did notice that she was, you know, they're young. You know what I mean? So they don't know the whole whatever. You yeah. Know? But she did notice and she said something that, why is Tylen getting 10 gifts? And it probably wasn't even 10. It was probably like five gifts. Why did Tylen get five gifts? And I only got one gift. And you can't tell them when they're so young mm-hmm. well, because they don't look at you like they're not your family. That's their biological cousin. And it's sad because like when his family, when they're young mm-hmm. kids, they have birthday parties. We bring gifts. And when we make lists, we don't only make lists for the people in my family to buy for Christmas. We do all the young people in the family, even if it's a little body spray or something, we try to get them one little thing each Mm -hmm. because we both have large families, Mm -hmm. like really big families. I know the way that they've made my kids feel in the past and I don't want any of their kids to feel that way. And so I make it a point to go to Bath and Body Works and get like a little body spray with the little beauty travel size lotions and kind of just put it in a little bag and here you go, you know, Merry Christmas. Just something little so that they don't feel left out. I think that's the only thing that stands out to me as of right now that you asked me that question if the kids ever felt anyway. That was the only Christmas that my daughter mm-hmm. did tell me something that she felt left out or why didn't she get as many gifts as he got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if she just got used to it. They don't really want to mm-hmm. bring it up to make anyone feel bad, but right. they really well, inside feel bad. Yes, you're right. I'm being they treated differently. A new wound hurts. Put some salt on it. It's going to burn. And after a while, it's like, I still got the cut, but it doesn't hurt no more. Mm-hmm. So yes, I get it. So that day, which was like last year, yeah. that they had this festival and they had said, hey, come on, baby Danny, come take a picture. Oh, Tylen, come on. She was sitting right in front of me. 
and I saw her face. She was kind of like, uh, do mm -hmm. I get up? Do I not get up? I wasn't mm -hmm. invited. This was last year, but she kind of yeah. just, mm, whatever you, but I saw her face, her face was, she was bothered. And I'm sure she knew that I was bothered mm -hmm. too about it. And we yeah. kind of just looked at each other until his Thea had said, no, Miha, come on, let's go. You're part of the family too. And then she got up right away. I always laugh because I see the picture. There's a picture on social media. She's up there yeah. standing right next to Danny. She's smiling. And then his biological son with a sad face, all the family mm -hmm. gathered together. And he's literally standing like arm length away from the whole crowd. She wants to be part of the, like the picture over here showing us. Oh my goodness. You got your biological son over there with the sour face, yeah. standing arm's length. Uh -huh. Yeah, not even wanting to be in the picture. Not even <laughs> wanting they to don't be understand. And a part it's of sad it. because a lot of oh them goodness. do also have blended families. A lot of them have been remarried. A lot of them have blended families. Oh. How would you feel if you were in my shoes? How would you feel if I showed up to one of your kids' birthday parties and said, hey, come and take a picture, you and you, come take a picture. Oh, no, no, not you. We, we didn't get at the for you. Don't even come over here. That, that's sad. You laugh about the picture, but it shows she was genuinely happy that she was invited to the, take this photo. But then you see the reaction of his biological son mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. he's already used to it. So he takes it for granted. Although he's invited to the picture and to be a part of the family, it's second nature. But Eliza, on the other hand, she got invited to take this and photo. I mean, and you can see the difference like, on their So faces, like his family you know, just doesn't see the dynamics here in my being, home because they're not with us all the time. I feel like the relationship that my daughter has with Danny is so much more closer than him and his biological son. And it's sad to say that because that's his biological son. They should have that father-son bond. But mm -hmm. like her and Danny, they bond on mm -hmm. so many different levels. Sports, it used to be softball because she played softball, he played softball. When he first came back from overseas, he bought her a t-shirt. The next day she wore it to school. All his company t-shirts, she loves girls. She'll sport them things. <laughs> the drill sergeant t-shirts, the hoodies that he gets her and all this stuff. Yeah. Won't. I don't know if it's a style mm. thing. I don't know what it is. But her, she'll wear an army shirt proudly. And she don't have to say it's because of representing my stepdad. But I know yeah. that she wears it proudly because of him. His family, they don't see that. They don't see the dynamics yeah. here in our home. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's really sad that when we're around his family, they treat the kids like that yeah. you know but mm -hmm. yeah sad but you can see that because even at home danny's always mm -hmm. been there with highland since he was baby he was there for him since day one and then you kind of take that relationship for granted and then eliza's like well he doesn't have to right. treat me this way but he does so she appreciates it just a little bit more it's more special because she sees that he's stepping up when her dad didn't maybe that's their bond a little bit more it's a nice thing to have because me and his two daughters things happen throughout our times together and they ended up daisy left earlier before we even left Fort Stewart. Then we went to Fort Bliss and Samantha was there with us the entire time. She started high school or she went through all of middle school, started high school. She was a nightmare. So I got her put on some medication for the ADHD because I tried to do therapy, but it just didn't work for her. It was better for her to be on medications, but it would make her zone out. She'd be like a little zombie, which I felt bad, but also it kept her weight down. So she wasn't 
overweight like she used to be when she first came to georgia she was overweight for her height she got on this medication and it helped her she looked great so now she's in high school she meets this boy and she starts acting up and kevin gets orders to leave Texas. We're in the military. That's what happens. We get orders. We were there for like three years and he was going to get out because he hated Fort Bliss. And so he was tired of the army. So he was like, I'm just going to get out. And is that your cat? He's meowing. (laughs) No. I'm like, (laughs) Uh, she told us I'm not going to Florida. And he's like, "Uh, yeah, you are. You're going to go to Florida and you're going to be with Sabrina until I finish everything and I get out. So then he ends up getting orders while we were in Florida. But before we went to Florida, she's like, no, I'm not going to Florida. If you make me go to Florida, I am going to run away. I was like, well, you tell the wrong person because if you run away, then just make sure that you don't take anything that I've bought you. (laughs) Go for it. Go run away if you want, whatever. Kevin's like, what do you mean? What are you going to do here? And she's like, oh. I'm going to stay with my boyfriend. And I'm like, okay, this boyfriend is Hispanic. I will tell you right now that his mom is not going to take you in. (laughs) That mom is a Hispanic mom with a boy that is probably her pride and joy. She wants nothing but the best. And I'm sorry, Samantha, but right now you're not being the best person that you can be. So I caught her on her iPad. She was sending inappropriate stuff to, they were sending to each other. And she was doing things that I did not want Sophia to be around and to learn those things. Because it was just not healthy and she's growing up and she's seeing these things and I'm like "Mm, I'm not I'm not feeling this so something in her life was missing and it wasn't because we weren't treating her good I treated her the same way I would treat Sophia and Isabel we were together for so long that she was my child I did everything Mm -hmm. doctor's appointments schools everything buying her clothes buying her food making sure that her prescriptions were filled everything there was nothing I didn't do for her and on my own sometimes because Kevin wasn't there so she would give me a really hard time when Kevin wasn't around but then she decided she wanted to go live with her mom and I was like well and how old was your she decision she I mean I'm not gonna go stop you that's your mom, mom. She-, she was about oh goodness um so five years ago so I would say about 16 15, so do you 16? think being so do you think yeah she was for you I'm not going to say washing your hands, but I guess your stepchild will always be your child. But was that an easy transition mm-hmm. for you, knowing that you raised this little girl and to the best of your ability, because, you know, like you said, you treated her just like you treated Isabel, which Isabel got, she got, you mm-hmm. took care of her like mm-hmm. she was your child. So mm-hmm. I guess when she said, hey, I want to go live with my biological mom. Was that e- like an easy transition for you or were you like hurt? Were you like mentally drained? Like what was that for you? So I think for, hold on, guys, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Thank you. So when his oldest daughter left, we hadn't been in each other's lives that long, maybe a year or two. So it was easier mm-hmm. because I didn't invest mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. into her yet. However, I did still treat her the same. I had to to deal with her drama and everything when he was deployed and I had to deal with the schools and everything. But when Samantha said she wanted to go with her mom, yeah, I was hurt. I was like, whoa, wait, she hasn't been there for nothing. Never has supported you for nothing. She doesn't know who you are. 
I've been there through all of your issues. I've been the one to get your diagnosis. I've taken you to the doctor to get mm -hmm. you everything that you need, you know, and now you're just going to be like, oh, well, you know, now mm -hmm. my mom is going to mm -hmm. benefit from it. You know, but it, it bothers me because when she was having a baby, I was like, you know, you're not mad. It doesn't bother you that she gets to enjoy all of that when we were the ones that busted our ass. By the time she went to Alabama to be with her mother, she, right. she was already right. molded. Mm -hmm. You know, y'all have already instilled she was already like, set, uh, respect like, and morals and all that. Like that so it was kind of like y'all built her, not yeah. built her, well, kind of y'all raised her and built her to be that woman. And then she turned 16 and she's like, oh, I'm going to go with my mm -hmm. biological mom. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I can see that that has to hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you're just like, now you're self-sufficient. Like your mom doesn't yeah. have to wash your clothes. Like she's mm -hmm. 16. She can do everything on her own you know what i'm saying take herself to school if she Everything. needs to cook a, a, yeah. a meal if she needs mm -hmm. to and i was like well i know that when she goes to her mom i know what's gonna happen and kevin was so in denial he's like no maybe it'll be better for her and i truly and honestly i wanted it to be better i was like well maybe that's what she's been missing in her life is her actual mom maybe that's been a hole that nobody could fill and maybe she'll be a little bit happier because she was always very depressed. But no, she went to Alabama and then she started telling all these random lies, basically stories to her mom. She told her mom that everyone would eat. I would make her sit on the stairs and just watch people eat. What? Whatever. That's crazy. She made up a lot of stories to make me look bad. And I just don't understand it because it's very hurtful. I tried my hardest to be the best stepmom that I could be. But in the end, they chose their own path. And yeah, it bothered me a lot. But as far as Isabel and Kevin, they never really had a close relationship. They tried, but I think that because Isabel and I were so close that the trials that we went through together, fighting or having arguments, it would happen in front of the kids so it really affected her in a way that mm -hmm. she just she just couldn't get close to him ever and it's sad because she she depends on him more than she wants to admit it but they're not close and it's nice that Danny and, and Eliza have that relationship so I get it, like the dynamic, like you were saying with Kevin and Isabel, like they're just not close because like that, I have that same dynamic here in my house. Although he's very close with Eliza, he's not close with Nathan. And I think a mm -hmm. lot of that had to do with, what I said, the age, at the age that he came in, because for a long time, it was kind of just me and Nathan for a, a while. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, Nathan's mama's boy. He always says, oh, you're here. He's like a mama's boy. Mm -hmm. Nathan yeah. gets very intimidated by men, very intimidated by men. So he's always looked at, Nathan's always looked at me like I was his mom and his dad. And there's nothing wrong with that. But Nathan's very intimidated by men. Like him and Danny, they'll have little side conversation, just little stuff here and there, but they're really mm -hmm. not close. And Nathan's very respectful. He doesn't disrespect Danny. This is his house. Danny allows him to live here for $300 a month. I know Nathan respects him for that, mm -hmm. but they're just not as close as Liza and him. Yeah. But the only reason I asked you about how you felt when the 16 year old went back with her mom is mm -hmm. kind of because I'm kind of experiencing that now with Thailand. So for many, many years, we didn't have to share holidays, birthdays, anything like that with Thailand's biological mom because mm -hmm. she kind of wishes that absent parent. And then now 
he's like, well, I have a mom, I have a mom, I have a mom. And I'm just like, well, what about me? Because just like mm -hmm. you said, with our stepkids, we raise them. We try to make everything equal for all the kids in our family yeah. because you don't want your stepkid to be feeling left out. Mm -hmm. Now with him, he's like, well, I have a mom. He told me, you're not my mom. And that really ruined me inside because I'm going like, well, I raised you. I've doctored you. I've taking you to school. I've done all this stuff for you. Now you're 14 years old and now you don't want me to be your mom. Like what? That yeah. hurt. That like literally hurts when a kid tells you that, especially when you do so much for them. And when you have done so much for them to help to be who they are today. Yeah. Now his mom, she's very independent. She has her own business and she bought a house. Now she's doing good. And now it's like, oh, I have a son. You didn't have a son five years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so everything has changed and I'm going like, I'm jealous because I guess you can say I'm not jealous because I'm not jealous of her, but I am kind of jealous of the relationship that he has with a parent that never helped raise him, never took, mm -hmm. I mean, she's never taken him to a doctor's appointment. She has never taken him to and from school. She has never done any of that. <laughs> she knows he has allergies. That's about it. So it hurts so bad knowing that he is growing up. And one of these days he might say, look, I'm going with my mom and I'm going to go, well, God, that's like a missing part of my family because he's a kid that I've raised for many, many years. And I mean, I've been a mother since the age of 15 years old. So I don't know what it is to not be a mother to him because I've been yeah. his mother since he was three. For someone to take that away from you or try to take it away from you, for a long time, I never respected his mom because I was just like, you were out there running the streets, going to the club, doing this, doing that. Gave up all your rights mm -hmm. to be the non-custodial parent. I didn't respect her for that. What kind yeah. of mother does that? But now, oh, she got her life together. And now all of a sudden she wants to be this number one mom, you know, give me an award, let me wear a patch. I'm going <laughs> like, okay, where were you before? So I guess that's I what kind of hurts me, you know, and that's right now, currently, that's my biggest thing with us being a blended family is that, you know, and so, yeah. <laughs> it did, it bothered, but because she was so depressed and so sad all the time, I felt like if she was so sad because she was missing her mom, me as her stepmom caring for her for so long and knowing that there was something missing like her mom was oblivious to what was going on oh you couldn't do it because and now you know now she just doesn't want to if I was selfish I would have been like no you're not going you're staying here but because I cared about her and I loved her I wanted her to be happy and if that was what was going to make her happy then so be it but it turned out not to be the case it being her best interest it, right it was not in her best interest knowing what I know now and and trying to avoid the things that she has gone through like, I would have maybe stopped it a little bit more but she's the one that has the baby now the yeah mm -hmm. okay so she my, has the baby I and she has like, one on the way Ooh. <laughs> So I think my thing with this, I'm not no psychiatrist or anything like that, therapist or anything like that. But I think that a lot of these kids with blended families, they're so infatuated. For instance, your stepdaughter, my stepson. I think they're so infatuated with, oh, I have a biological mom. They want their moms to be everything that a mom should be. And so they think that the grass is greener on the other side. But yeah. in reality, when they get there, it wasn't. it's not. 
<laughs> but I think, right. So I think it's kind of like a little bit of infatuation with, yeah, I, I have a so. biological mom. I have a biological mom. And no one's trying to take the fact that you have a biological mom. Mm-hmm. That's great. You know, if she wants to be there for you, let her be there for you. But yeah. they don't understand that even as step parents, we want the best for them. And we mm-hmm. want them, because let's just say like your, your stepdaughter, who's to say that if you would have told her, no, you're not going to go back and live with your, your biological mom, your mom, that right mm-hmm. now she wouldn't still be in your home with no kids, right? that her path would have been a little bit more different, different, mm-hmm. you know? And just to think of stuff like that is, like I said, I think it's a big infatuation that these kids got because they expect so much out of their biological parents. But that's yeah. not what they're getting, you know? Yeah, and- Kevin always talked bad about her and tell her how negative it would be if it w- if she went over there with her or whatever, or what she was lacking and how she was when she was struggling, which she still struggles. She's not someone that is very successful or someone that, it, that anybody even wants to be around. Now, looking at how their relationship, she's terrified to, to do anything wrong in front of her mom. Okay, but if it was me... You do everything wrong in order to make me upset. <laughs> it's like, why yeah. I was so good to you. Maybe I should have been terrible to you and you would have wanted to stick around. <laughs> yeah, so that's so crazy. But yes, I have to admit, blending families together and having bonus children and children of your own, it's rough getting everybody on the same page. Mm-hmm. It's rough navigating through life. It's already hard enough that possibly the biological parent isn't around. So they're looking at you like you're a complete stranger, <laughs> basically raising me. And I don't have to yeah. listen to you. And I'll give you a hard time it. because my dad or my mom or whoever is like halfway across the world. And really, what can you do to me? <laughs> my thing is that being a blended family is already difficult. So when you have other people, other family members that even make it more difficult, dude, we're already a blended family. Our lives are just a little bit more hectic, a little bit more stressful, right? Mm -hmm. And then to have those extra other family members come in and just make everything just, why are you gonna make it more difficult for someone? We're all family, yeah. you know? And I just wish that people would accept people for what it is. Okay, your cousin, your uncle, your mom, your dad, whoever, they got remarried or whatever it might be, okay, that you accept that person. Who cares? They married that person for a reason. So that means you need to respect them to be that person instead of just picking and choosing their flaws and everything like that. Because everybody comes with a package. Everybody comes with emotional stress and all this stuff. But why make someone's life even more harder emotionally when we're already dealing with so much stuff being put on our plates, you know? Yeah, I think that the one biggest thing I've learned from my experience is that I should have asked more questions in the beginning like how are your children who are your children <laughs> and it's not <clears throat> to say but what baggage are you bringing to the table what do you got and then let it be uh, uh, are you sweeping <laughs> and let it be up to me to decide if I am ready to take that <laughs> step or not because I think that if I would have known some more uh, details. It might have changed <laughs> the way I I thought back then. Right, but when you're in love, when yeah, you're starting off a fresh true. relationship, you're not like, hey, 
what baggage are you coming with? I mean, we're older now. So mm-hmm. like being older, more wiser, be going through all the stuff that we've, that's led us to now. Yeah. You think back, just like you said, I wish I would have asked this question. I wish I would have done this. But when you're in love, when you're just trying to be with that somebody who cares what their package looks like who cares what all the packages look like <laughs> well, like I, I want you <laughs> huh? i care what their package looks like <laughs> <laughs> no but no well i'm saying maybe someone out there needs to hear that hey do some research and having stepkids or not it's not gonna make or break the relationship I mean it might even with my husband asking him did you pass down any kind of genetic issues and he did he passed down his ADHD and guess what now that we have a kid she has it so it asks more questions (laughs) because you're making these families you're blending these families you're making babies with these people and it shouldn't be a surprise once you already have the baby oh by the way, I've had this or I've had that, you know, just ask questions, get some details for all the new moms or all the new relationships or spouses that are out there. Don't be afraid to ask because you need to know everything before you commit to this life. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. We hope you enjoy this topic. Thanks for joining us and listening to Who Signed Up For This. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us and be sure to come back next week. Bye. Bye.